What's going on, everybody? It's Chris Wertman and Brandon Petta back with the Higher Purpose Podcast, Episode 2. We are back like we never left, baby. And if you are watching on YouTube right now, you'll notice me and Chris are talking via one microphone here. We uh, almost didn't get to do the podcast because we've been messing around. Messing around with technology again, uh, it's always a struggle, but instead of waiting a couple more weeks to get it all together to bring you the next episode, we are uh, just rocking with the one mic for you guys. <laughs> That's right, and uh, if anyone of you is familiar with the Geek Squad, we've become uh, pretty good friends <laughs> with them over there at Best Buy. Uh, we did not uh, get our degrees in uh in uh, what, what is it? technology, that's for sure. Um, I forgot what that class was like in high school. So, um, But we're doing the best that we can and uh, making the most out of it. So we're going to share this mic for today. If it sounds a little bit less crisp than usual, that would be why. But we appreciate you for tuning in. And uh, yeah, so today's topic. Um, Wait, before we oh, okay, do okay. get before we get right into it, I do want to say a quick development and announcement a uh, big one for me, last time we spoke and we were doing our intros, I was working at Vent Fitness. Well, there has been a development, uh, and now I'm working with my homie, Chris. Uh, Chris is uh, is letting me train uh, train clients at Legacy, and right. I am, uh, I'm absolutely fired up to be working alongside my guy over here. It's literally going to be a tag freaking team duo here it's absolutely uh, dude and we're super excited to have you a part of this team and community um it, it's been so exciting especially this last week i felt the energy i mean you're coming over here training some people and just the teamwork that's going on it's really i mean if you get a chance if you're local check us out legacy fitness club um we're doing some big things moving to carmen road december 1st so going to be plenty of opportunities to meet me and brandon to work with us um and to grow with this community so we're very excited to have you on board, Brandon, and um, I'm really excited to see where this takes us and where the future is headed for the business and for your business as well. Um, I, I wish nothing but the best for Brandon's online coaching, and um, I'm ecstatic that he's doing his own thing on the side as well and, and doing a little bit of both. So I think that it's great for you, and I, I'm really, it's a pleasure to be along for the journey. Dude, we got absolutely no ceilings here. We are absolutely hyped, and Gilland is going to blow up in the training yes, team, bro. <laughs> yeah, this is it. I mean, this is the new culture. This is the new vibe, and uh, I'm. It's awesome that we're creating it, and uh, anything goes because you know we're the ones in charge. So we make the own our own rules, and uh, it's something that's awesome. So I'm excited. It's gonna be fun. Absolutely incredible. But, all right, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you up. Yeah. Just wanted to let everyone know on uh, what was happening. No, I, that's a big announcement. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, so today uh, we were posed with a question, um, and I feel like we have a lot of experience in this, and that's what's the best diet for weight loss, fat loss in particular? So, Brandon, do you want to get the ball rolling on this? Yeah, this is a, a super timely topic considering, so I just came off of a 30-day rapid cut so this was a uh, a very big piece of the puzzle when i say big piece pretty much 80 percent of the puzzle when it comes to fat loss nutrition is far and wide it is by far the most important factor of uh, of fat loss of weight loss it's right. um 
And what do you think? Put a percentage on it. I w- Diet I, and exercise. I put, for when it comes to fat loss, I always like to say it's it's 80% and then the like movement, strength training, and cardio and, and that stuff is 20%. It may even very well be 90%. I'm well, not even I kidding. Look at <laughs> as, I, I look at it as like a 23-1 ratio. Sure. 24 hours in a day, you maybe exercise one of those hours, the other 23 days, diet. Yeah. So, or 23 hours, sorry. But yeah, diet. Diet's the most important. It's king. It's It's ultimately what's going to make your fat loss possible. Yeah, no, it is 100% true uh, what Chris said. And and so, yeah, like I said, super timely. I was very, uh, very strict with my nutrition, but also that was, so that was for a whole month. I was doing this rapid cut. I, I've just recently uh, come off of it, but Chris is uh, currently also in a cut as well. Yeah, uh, it's been different. <laughs> Being in a deficit for the first time in almost uh, a year and a half now. Yeah. Um, and when you say, and so when you say deficit, just for those of our listeners that aren't super familiar with right. the term, so what is being in a calorie deficit? All right. So, um, everyone has this range where they're in a baseline where we eat a certain amount, our body weight just maintains for the most part. So most people know when they're at like a happy weight and they're kind of just eat the same or similar patterns, I'll say, because some people are, everyone's different. Some people eat the same foods every day. Some people switch it up. So going into a deficit is where we change one of the variables. So in my equation, exercise is always the same. Um, my training typically stays the same all throughout, whether I'm trying to gain or lose. And the variable that I play with is diet and in particularly calories. So by going into a calorie deficit, we're coming, we're, we're, we're going into something different than what our body's been used to. So for example, if my body maintains its weight with all of my exercise at 3000 calories a day, by taking away 500 calories, I'm now putting myself out of that maintenance phase and putting myself into a cutting phase where I'm losing because my calories are less than my movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, 100%, man. And uh, so how, how would people be able to find out if they're in a calorie deficit or what's the best right, way right. for people to, to figure that out? Ultimately, it comes to education, educating yourself. Um, and I think that's largely on portion sizes. And so what I typically recommend to people... Um, is, and I'm not the biggest fan of food scales. I'm not the biggest fan of tracking. Um, and that's for different reasons, but I think it's super important for the education and to learn what a portion looks like and and how, how much it visually looks like, how much it weighs and educate yourself on reading food labels. All of these things are super important, um, when it comes to your journey, but um, what was your question again? So essentially, like, how would people know that they oh, were in right, a calorie right. deficit? So the first thing I... That's where my tracking was coming in. Yeah, you um, The first thing I would recommend is to track your exercise and diet for about a week, maybe two weeks, and, and track your weight as well. So if you find that, hey, I'm a 175-pound male, and my weight fluctuates between 175 and 177, I found that on a normal day, I'm eating about 2,500 calories. This would tell me that you're in maintenance. Let's just say the same scenario is in effect, but you're like, hey, my weight keeps going up and I'm eating 2,500 calories a day. That means we're most likely in a surplus or an abundance of calories. So we would need to definitely at least get you down to maintenance. And then from there we would cut. Or, I mean, you could be the other way around. Like, hey, I've been losing a lot of weight and I found that out that I'm eating 2,500 calories a day and that's making me lose weight. And if you notice, I didn't change the person in the scenario. So there's just one of those things where everyone's so unique and individualized really like it varies per person and it's 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 almost impossible to find your exact maintenance calories but what you can do 
to get a much better idea is let's say for a week, maybe two weeks, weigh yourself every single weigh yourself every single day of the week. Some days the scale is going to fly up, other days it's going to be lower. It's going to zig and zag and there are so many variables and reasons why the scale fluctuates and and we can get into that in a in a different episode. But when it comes to to being in a deficit, what you want to do is weigh yourself every single day for about a week or two and notice the trend that the scale is going in. If the average of your scale weight over that week or two is a trend um, that your weight is going in a downward direction, then you are in a calorie deficit. If it's staying around the same in those in those two weeks, then you're probably right at maintenance. And if it's going up uh, over the average of those two weeks, then you're in a surplus. So it is going to be your job to stay on top of that and and not just freak out when the scale, for example, if you're trying to lose fat and the scale jumps up one day, don't worry about that. It's the average over the week or two or however long that's the most important. The trend line is the most important um, factor in all of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause it's never linear. And if you expect it to be, it, it just won't happen like that. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and, and it, it really, like you were saying there too, it, it's, it's so super individualized to the point where like, just as we can download apps like my fitness pal, and that'll help give us maybe an idea of where we're at, but everybody is so unique that that's why this becomes important to really track weight, track your food intake, because I've seen certain cases where some of my younger athletes will maintain weight on 5,000 calories a day. If I told a 50 year old woman to eat 5,000 calories a day, (laughs) we'd be in a lot of trouble. So we have to really figure it out for ourselves. So there's no one size fits all. There's no one post that you're going to see on Instagram that is going to be the definition of what calories you should be eating. Um, and a lot of that comes down to how you're feeling too. Like you don't want to feel shitty on a diet. Mm -hmm. Sorry for my language, but you don't (laughs) want to feel bad on a diet. You want to feel like you have energy and it's enough to sustain you as well. So, but so that is, that's pretty much the overarching idea and the overview of how to understand what a calorie deficit is and to get into it. But so this, um, episode, we wanted to specifically talk about what the best diet is. And I think that, uh, Chris and I, Chris and I can agree that there are some staples to any fat loss diet. And, uh, I mean, I'll lead it off with, uh, the most, I think the most important food, uh, foods that you're going to want in a, when you're trying to lose fat is you're going to want to prioritize your protein and veggies. And protein, I think that there's three main reasons why um, why protein is so important. First and foremost, it is the most satiating macronutrient. It's the most. It's going to keep you full um, for the longest uh, out of all the other macronutrients. So when you're more full, you're less likely to indulge and eat uh, other food and ingest uh, more calories throughout the day. That's number one. Number two, it is. Um, It has the highest thermic effect of food, all right? And so this is a fancy way of saying that your body burns the most calories when you are digesting protein other than any other macronutrient, macronutrients being proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. And the third reason is that protein is the only macronutrient that actually allows you to repair and build muscle. When you have more muscle on your body, your cal- your excuse me. When you have more muscle on your body, 
your body will burn more calories while it is at rest. So the more muscle you have on your body, the more calories you are burning when you're just sitting around not even doing anything. So that is why protein is by far, I believe, the most important. Do you have suggestions on certain types of proteins? Yeah, absolutely. I, especially in a cut, lean meats. So something like chicken, tuna, fish, um, turkey even is a great one. Egg whites are amazing. That's like a God's gift. Yeah. Um, essentially no fats or carbs in, in either of, in any of those, just very minimal. But, um, yeah, no, definitely I, I'm right on board with you with prioritizing protein as number one. Another thing that's like important to keep in mind is when we're losing weight, um, cause it's not all fat loss. We will be losing tissue from other areas as well, including muscle tissue if we cut too drastically mm-hmm. and if there's not an abundance of protein. So the last thing you want to do is, is start cutting away at muscle tissue. Cause as you were saying, that's raising our metabolic rate just at rest. So we want to keep our muscle on us. We want to lose fat. We don't want to lose just a weight in general. Mm-hmm. So prioritizing protein is at the top of the list for both of us. Um, definitely needs to be there. So that's always the first macronutrient I would look at is uh, protein. And typically I go with a gram of protein per pound of body weight. I don't know if you differ from that. So I, it depends. I'll go either um, one gram per pound of body weight or I'll do one, even like 1.1 per gram of lean body mass. Right, right. Um, so sometimes I can, it can go back and forth. And the reason is, for example, let's say someone is... Um, like extremely overweight individual um let and uh it's very it can be very difficult for someone for example who is like obese or something to hit that number if it's exactly if it's of their body weight so it depends on the case and the situation uh typically i would go uh one gram per pound of body weight but sometimes i would go um like one to 1.1 program right. of clean body mass. And even in my like bodybuilding career, I know we've taken it as high as 1.5 grams of protein per pound. Um, yeah. And that was more or less uh, something that I had actually read in one of, in a study about um, the preservation of tissue and also the, the metabolic effect of digesting all that protein. So it's something that I've utilized myself. So um, but yeah, I'd say around a gram or 1.1 per pound of lean body mass. That's a great place to start. And then after that, when it comes to a cutting diet, um, I always look at fats. So I like to aim for about 0.3 to 0.5 grams of fat per pound. Um, and that's really for general health purposes. A lot of people don't understand or don't know maybe that fats are important in our skin health, our brain health, joint health, as well as, um, hormone production. So, um, typically what we'll see is people want to go on a diet. So they eat chicken and rice, chicken and rice, egg whites and broccoli, certain foods that are really lean. Um, and by doing that, we're cutting out healthy fats from our life and we, they're essential. We need them. You've never heard of a no fat diet. I know, I'm sure we've all heard of no carb ketosis, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but you'll never hear of a no fat diet because they're essential as is protein. Mm -hmm. So these are the two sources that we need to make sure that our macros are in check before we even look at carbs. But so, and so when you say fats are important, so you're saying that when I eat fats that, are you saying that, will I gain fat by eating fat? Is that how that works? Not (laughs) at all. Um, I was, they are, when they're broken down and I don't want to get, too in depth, but when they're broken down, they are, they play a key role in hormone synthesis. Um, and really all, a lot of in our brain health as well. So it's something that 
we need and we can't sustain without it. We can't actually generate fatty acids from our body where we can actually make and synthesize some amino acids internally, um, which are found in protein, but fat are, fats are essential and uh, as well as protein. So, mm -hmm. um, and then, so I think another thing uh, Chris and I agree on is that this might be fairly obvious, but how important veggies are going to be. Right. And, and not all veggies are created equal. Obviously veggies just in general for overall health, like all veggies are going to have great uh, micronutrients and and you're gonna get your vitamins and minerals from them, but when it comes to losing fat, the ones that the ones that you're gonna get the most bang for your buck are gonna be the dark green leafy veggies. So that's gonna be right. your spinach, your broccoli, your asparagus. Yeah. The beauty of those ones is that you can eat a ton of them, and it's not um, and you're not ingesting too many calories. So right. that's why a good rule of thumb is that on any of your plates uh, for breakfast, lunch, or dinner you fill up half of that plate with veggies. Absolutely. Um, you can eat a ton of volume, a lot of food, and it's not uh, and it's not, it's not that calorically dense. Right, and you know, if you're one of those people that are picky about eating and you're trying to lose weight, I'm sorry, but it's gonna be a little bit harder for you. So uh, it, broaden your horizons and try mm -hmm. out some new foods. I know that dieting can sound scary, it can sound not fun, but mm -hmm. it can become very fun when you learn to try new things and try out new recipes and cooking with different foods. And I found that that's been highly successful in my past with mm -hmm. dieting is just trying new foods and trying new things out. I couldn't agree more, man. And uh, what are some, so for, for you, like when you were doing your bodybuilding or something, like what are some like snack foods that like you, that you're your go-tos or like that you would suggest to someone if they have like, if they're just like, dude, like. I'm so sick of chicken and rice and broccoli. Like, what are yeah. some snacks I can I can have? I mean, for me, and I have a little bit of a higher metabolism, so I can get away with some more carbs. But a lot of my snacky foods were um, were fruits. I actually I enjoy having an apple or banana, even a bowl of frozen fruit in the summertime. Um, that hits the spot for me, and usually it's only about a hundred calories. Um, and at the end of the day, listen, if you're in a deficit and you're on the verge of eating a bag of M&Ms or having 100 extra calories that day from an apple, eat the apple and then eat it again and put the M&Ms away. <laughs> because I'd rather you go over by 100, 200 calories and blow it out of the water by 1,000. Yeah. For sure. So it is it, – it, at the end of the day, it, it all adds up so it does matter. But Definitely, yeah. I would stick to things like fruits, veggies, um, snacking on carrots, even celery. And then I'm even a little weird for this, but I, I like mushrooms, so I would literally chop up <laughs> mushrooms and Let's eat go. them. Uh, it doesn't really bother me. <laughs> um, tomatoes fresh. But uh, yeah, that and I even like snacking on um, almonds. And keep in mind, almonds are really high in calories. So about a mm -hmm. handful of almonds is 160 calories. Mm -hmm. um, but they're a great source of those healthy fats that we were talking about. So in the middle of the day, I usually will put in about an ounce of almonds. And when I do that, like I said, about a handful, I'll put them in on a plate and I'll just eat them one at a time while I'm doing my office work or whatnot. But that helps to keep me satisfied. It gives me a crunch and um, it, it's a good way to get my fats in because I eat very you know lean meats, chicken and egg whites, turkey, things of that mm -hmm. nature. So without those almonds, I'm not getting my 
Batson for the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, dude, I uh, you're spot on with the the fruit for the snacks. I am team watermelon, one hundred percent. That is my one. fruit yeah, of choice, yeah. baby. You can have one pound of watermelon for a hundred and thirty six <laughs> calories. I want to see you eat a pound of for watermelon. the win. Oh, bro, yeah. I'll polish off a pound of watermelon. Wow. I probably had like. I probably had like three or four pounds of watermelon on some days during my cuts, bro. Really? Like no, no. That's BS. me with the frozen fruit. The frozen fruit is yeah. amazing. It's cherry berry blend. Check it out. <laughs> cherry Worth berry blend. Yeah. All right, bet. Oh. Um, but yeah, and, and I, that brings us to the final macronutrient to carbohydrates. So this is where this is like the biggest variable out of all the variables in your in my diet at least. Um, and what I typically do is. I start my carbs at a certain level and as calories lower, I'm not pulling my protein and fats. They've been set. I'm pulling, if I start at 400 grams of carbs a day, I'll drop it to 350 and that saves me 200 calories. And then I'll drop it to 300 and lower and lower as we go. Mm. Um, Because that's the the one that as, as much as we know, ketosis, no carb, you can get away with pulling away carbohydrates and living perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, And that can be hard for some people. So I think, like you were saying earlier, like what are my go-to snacks? I think for everyone too, it's identifying what your weakness is, whether it's crackers or ice cream, find something that is going to save you a lot of calories. It's, Cause usually it's our carby and fatty foods that we snack on and that we crave. Um, but find something that we can substitute those cravings with. And uh, mm-hmm. that way we don't blow those carbs out of the water or our fats out of the water. Um, do you have like a, a, a starting point for carbs that you would usually go with or just depends. Honestly, dude, I'm I'm super big on tracking my calories and my protein, right. and it just makes it like much easier for right, me. Right, and Actually, then my yeah. my carbs and fats kind of fall into place. I'm a big fan of um. You did talk about the importance of fats. I make sure I I do supplement um with like fish oil right. and, and krill oil and stuff. And people can have their takes on different supplements, but I just know that since I I don't eat as much fish as I probably should. I'm, I'm starting to try to eat more like salmon and stuff. I know. So I don't get that. Uh, I know I don't get those, um, those awesome fats there. So I do, uh, supplement with fish oil and krill oil and stuff. Um, but no, I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to think where we left off on, um, carbs on, on carbs. Yeah, no, that, that is the one thing. Yeah. It, it kind of like it, yeah, it, it, it kind of sucks. Like, but carbs are probably going to have to take a hit when you are, when you are prioritized, when you're right. trying to get fat loss. And, and, and th- this is, I mean, I can, I feel like I have a lot of experience with dieting. So it, another thing too, is looking at your mindset when you're eating as well on like a deficit. Mm-hmm. Um, because we're used to as Americans seeing, a plate full of pasta and thinking like, Oh, that's a serving of pasta. Oh my gosh. Like I, when I, when I help coach people through dieting, when I actually go through a diet, I help people understand that it's not that we have to cut any food out. Mm-hmm. I have some people losing weight that I have written into their plan that they're going to eat three Hershey kisses a night, mm-hmm. but you can still have things in moderation. That's, you know, it doesn't have to be all or nothing. So learning and educating, and that goes back to the food scale and, and, learning what does a serving of pasta actually look like. Yes. This is important because maybe, you know, I can't be having these huge plates like I used to, but mm-hmm. I can still have a little side of pasta with maybe like a low sugar mm-hmm. marinara on top and accompany yeah. that with some chicken and broccoli. Yeah. And, and it will completely fit your calories for the day. So it's not something where we have to go all in like, hey, we're going to completely cut it out. And if we do, that will lead to binging down the road. So. Mm-hmm it's important that we still allow ourselves some flexibility and moderation. I, I do, please, I'm 
recommending each and every one of you measure out six ounces of pasta. It is a little bit scary to realize how little of food that actually is and for how high of calories it is. It's very easy to forget because when we go to restaurants, the portions are, are so massive, large. Massive. It is an, it's incredible. It, when I would measure it out. It's hard for me. With all my experience, it's, it's even hard to sometimes look at the plate in front of me and know. Because I can, like a freaking calculator, I know how much how many calories and I'll sit down at a restaurant and be like, well, this is about to be 2,500 calories like in one sitting. So Mm -hmm. as Americans, we're conditioned to eat and see certain portion sizes and and whatnot. And it's just, it's kind of gross when it comes down to it. (laughs) It's crazy. And and that's another thing too. When it comes to dieting, like if you're used to eating out all the time, I recommend that you learn to eat out a little bit less and enjoy cooking. Yeah. Um, Because eating out as is, is just, there's a lot of variables to eating out. And it, the uncertainty there makes it hard to actually track progress because who knows, you could go and get hibachi chicken and rice and think that, hey, this is a pretty clean meal, but little do you know there's three ounces of peanut oil in there, that's yeah. another 500 <laughs> calories. Yeah. So doing everything from your on your own is typically better. And, and it does leave room for those times out with family and friends and social yeah. gatherings because, again, it depends on the person and the goal and mm-hmm. it's another, I, so many variables, but yeah. yeah. And I think going back to like the original question here, what's the best diet for fat loss? Um, there really isn't a diet. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, no, there's <laughs> no diet that can be followed um, that's typically right for everyone. So it really comes down to how it's going to best fit your lifestyle um, for sure. So many people – so there are also like – there's so many different quote-unquote diets, whether it's keto, whether people are following right. Weight Watchers, whether people are going vegan or carnivore or paleo. Right. And, and the number one question I say to people when they tell me that, I say, are you going to do it the rest of your life? Sure. 100% of the time they say, well, no, I just need to lose weight and mm-hmm. it's working. I was like, yeah, of course keto is working. Your glycogen stores are depleted and you're down five pounds. <laughs> All right. In one week, let me know how you do in a month. Yeah. Um, and I've heard, I've heard of people that are successful off of ketosis and keto dieting, but typically what happens is they might be successful for two, three, four months. And when they go to reintroduce carbs, things go a different direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, there, there is no one size fits all diet. There's no best diet. I think the best diet is creating a healthy and balanced lifestyle. Um, and if you're not doing this as a lifestyle and making these permanent changes, you're not going to be successful. And even if you lose the 20 pounds, it's probably going to come right back on. It's all about having a sustainable, sustainable fat loss. And, and one that you can exactly, you learn to incorporate all different types of foods and figure out what works best for you. Like for the keto people out there, one way like it does work for a lot of people is because you are prioritizing so much protein and limiting carbs so you are fuller for longer so yeah it it can work like if people really enjoy meats or or this and that and don't really care about carbs then sure go go for keto like there's no there's no typically follow up with the are you gonna skip uh birthday cake on your next birthday and say no and i say all right well you're not gonna be well you're not gonna be in ketosis for much longer So, uh, and that's where, I mean, like you said, at the end of the day, weight loss, fat loss is a simple equation as complicated as people make it. It's calories in, calories out. So if we want to lose weight, we need to create an environment where we're eating in that deficit, like we mentioned earlier, and eating less than we're, than we're burning. 
um, which caused us to pull from fat stores that we've now stored um, to, for energy to get us through the day, to get us through our exercise. So the best way to do that is to create a lifestyle, to create a way, something that you can sustain for a long term and a long period mm-hmm. of time. And, um, and that's going to be your most successful way of dieting. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. And I just, for some, I was just thinking about the back of my head, some, uh, like quick, quick tips and things when you are in fat loss that help a lot. Like for example, at the end of the night, like if you are like super hungry, need a snack, like try for that first snack to make it a protein so that you are, so that you do get fuller quickly Give it like wait about like 30 minutes and ask yourself, are you really hungry or are you just bored? Like, would you eat like, would you eat a whole bowl of broccoli right now? Or if not, you're probably not starving. Right. You're probably just bored and have a craving. And that comes down to the mentality and, and, oh yeah, the purpose, really the purpose of why you're doing what you're doing. And if you're deciding to diet because you need to lose weight and, um, for who knows your life, maybe sure. you have type two diabetes and you're, you know, at high risk of death and you need to lose weight. So, um, and that purpose will drive you to make these types of decisions. And then if you, if you're one of those people that knows that they need to lose weight, but they haven't really done anything about it and they're just trying to get going, create this healthy lifestyle and, um, and know that there's a reason that you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Going into it, you should have a reason and your why behind it. Mm-hmm. And that will really help to keep you on track. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, last but not least, at least from my end, um, don't don't trust the scale wholeheartedly every right, single right, right. day. If you know you're in a calorie deficit, just keep on going. Because like Chris alluded to earlier, it is not a linear process. There are so many variables for the reason right. why that number is not going to be what we expect it to be. Right. And if you think you're going to make a change for a week, two weeks, like, get out of here. Like, you, <laughs> you, you're in this for the long haul. You have to do this for you um, to create a healthier lifestyle and... You really have to want it and, and know that this is not an overnight process. And a lot of people that tell me they need to lose 30 pounds, I say, well, would you have said that to yourself six months ago? Mm. And they say, yeah. And I say, well, what if you started six months ago? Yeah, that's a good now point. Now you wouldn't be telling me that six months is too long. It mm-hmm. would have been over by now. Yeah, so good point. It really, it, it's get in there, you know, make the, make a change, make a decision to yourself. And it doesn't have to be all at once, but like make a decision that you want to create a healthier life, whether that's kicking the candy at first and now you want to incorporate more fruits and veggies mm-hmm. the next week things of that nature these little habits that add up mm-hmm. and you can change your entire lifestyle absolutely dude freaking shout out to atomic habits just finished that book incredible book uh side note about that but definitely compounding small habits starting small right, and then right. they want over time man they become small habits become big changes yeah i saw somewhere uh I think it's 28 days for a habit. Is that still I've heard 28, 32. I've, it's somewhere around there. It's yeah. habit. And then I heard something recently that said six months creates a lifestyle. Ooh, I like that. So I didn't hear that. But if like you that. can keep it up, and I know I made a decision, I think my sophomore year of college, um, I, I never ate fruits and veggies growing up. Like literally yeah. never. Um, uh, you couldn't pay me enough to eat uh, corn on the cob. <laughs> no so, way. I was always scared of them, but around my sophomore year of college, as I was getting more educated and sitting in my nutrition courses, I decided that I was going to make it a, a like really a goal to start eating more fruits and veggies. And I 
went in with a specific plan on how I was going to do it. And it started with, I was eating a bag of spinach every nutri- nutrition class. And I would <laughs> bite down a bag of spinach every 50 minute nutrition class. And I watched the clock and knew I had 50 minutes to choke it down. And it started with spinach. And when I found out that it wasn't going to kill me, it went to kale and there broccoli. And next thing you know, I started experimenting. And now I, I can't go a day without fruits and veggies. Yeah, like they, exactly. they're in every single meal that I eat. Absolutely. So it's and now I've created that lifestyle um and that's a true story you can ask any of my college friends I used to sit in the back of nutrition education class and I would eat a bag of spinach and then it turned into a bag of spinach and a thing of carrots every single day and people would take snapchats and laugh at me (laughs) but I knew that my future kids would thank me for making Mm -hmm. some healthier decisions so that's what drove drove me to do it and yeah, I feel better because of it. And <laughs> you heard it here first on the Higher Purpose Podcast. It is never too late to change. Shout yeah. it from the freaking rooftop. Never too late to change. I don't care if you're 20, 30, 40, 50. You're not lost. You can still make a change. There's people here for you. You know what you need to do. Most people already know what they need to do. Exactly. So go out there and do it. What's stopping you? Exactly. Yo. At the end of the day, calories in versus calories out. Track your food, track your weight, learn where you're at. Do you need to take some calories out, add some in, add some extra activity? Experiment with yourself. You got to experiment. Right. And if you want to gain weight and build muscle, go up. If you want to maintain, stay there. And like many of us, we want to lose a few pounds. We're going to have to drop below there. And that's going to take a little bit of discipline, but you can do it because you have a higher purpose. You absolutely freaking can. Let's go, Chris. (laughs) So thank you guys very much for tuning in. That's our take on fat loss, weight loss. Um, in dieting, uh, for any more tips or tricks, please feel free to comment. Let us know. Reach out to us on Instagram. Shoot us a text. Stop by the new Legacy Fitness Club and ask us in person. We'd be happy to help. Um, but until next time, until next time, stay. Uh, uh, I was gonna do like a send off, like uh, <laughs> stay, uh, stay classy, San this Diego. Is, this, or... this is raw too. <laughs> <laughs> no editing. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. Live Peace. for your higher purpose. Peace. Peace out.